a lot of teams don't like to open up, but when they do, it just feels so good, right? Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Today we are talking teens and mental health. This episode is great for teens and also parents of teens to help us understand what today's teenagers are going through. So I got introduced to this podcast called Teenager Therapy. They have amassed quite a following. They've been featured on New York Times and it's been amazing to hear their story because they're basically five teenage friends that got together to make a podcast talking about everyday teenager problems and they're trying to remove the stigma around mental health and being able to talk openly about those things. So with us today are Isaac and Mark of Teenager Therapy. Like I mentioned, Teenager Therapy is a podcast of five close teenage friends that discuss many of today's problems that are simply not talked about enough. Prioritizing authenticity, they aren't afraid to be vulnerable or discuss conflict that they're having with any of the other members. They all strive to create a place where others can relate to and feel comfortable in so that the stigma around mental health can vanish over time. Before we get into the interview, I want to remind you that the 2021 Artist of Life workbook is out at the Lavender shop. Just go to shop.lavender.com to check it out and get your copy. I'm super excited for this version of the workbook to help you plan your most intentional year in 2021. And that's it. Now enjoy this talk with Isaac and Mark of Teenager Therapy. Hello, Isaac and Mark. Thank you so much for coming on the Lavender Lifestyle podcast. I'm super excited to talk to you. So you guys are two out of five friends that run teenager therapy, right? Yes. Yes. Awesome. So can you guys tell me how you guys even came together to start this podcast? I know it was Gael's idea, right? But how did you, did you like choose to recruit each other one by one? How did it happen? Gael first created the idea of the podcast through Casey Neistat's podcast, if you ever heard of it, called Couples Therapy. And so he talked to me I think he talked to me last, mm-hmm. but then Isaac, I know he talked yeah. to you before me, right? Yeah, I think I was the first one he talked. Okay. Okay. So me and him were just like in the car. It was pretty casual and he was just listening to the podcast Couple Therapy and he had me listen to it as well. And he was like, Isaac, we should do this, but for teens, you know, and I thought it was really, really cool. And he told everyone yeah. and he told you last, right, Mark? And you were pretty hesitant on joining. Yeah, yeah. I used to walk to school with Gael, and then <laughs> before, um, when while in our walks, he just told me about the podcast. And then at first, I was a little hesitant because I wasn't confident in my skills and co-hosting a podcast. But you know, over time, he eventually persuaded me, or yeah, you could say persuaded me <laughs> to join the podcast. Is there a reason why there's five of you on the podcast? Was that his vision? Like five friends talking? I know he talked to Kayla because we needed a girl perspective. Because so far at the time, you only had Thomas, me, Gael, and Isaac. So yeah, so he talked to Kayla for the girl perspective. (laughs) Oh, I see. And have there been other people who wanted to join in on your podcast? Like from your group of friends or school? I don't think anyone seriously tried, but people have definitely joked about it. 
Yeah, they joked about it for sure. Yeah. Like, hey, let me join your podcast. Like, do you want a six member? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but definitely, like, people are always suggesting that we should have gotten another girl. And uh, that's kind of true. It would have been, like, a good other perspective. But yeah. we just didn't have many friends that were girls who would be good enough. Uh, so the, it just happened to be, like, these. this is your friend group. And then you came together to make a podcast. Yeah, basically. I mean, but, like, I barely met Kayla on the Same. day of, yeah, okay. me and Isaac barely met Kayla on the day of creating the pod, or yeah, creating the first episode of the podcast. Ah, I see. And you guys started this as sophomores in high school, right? Yes. Yes. September of 2018. Yeah. yeah. At the time, how much time did it take to do the podcast and what were your friends and parents saying? Ooh, at the beginning, it didn't really take that long because... Mm-hmm. We would all just go around in a circle in front of a camera. And at first, we thought it was just something, like, really fun to do. Like, it wasn't something serious. We didn't think of it as, like, oh, we need to, like, help people and stuff yeah. like that. And I don't think a lot of us really talked to our parents about it at the beginning because we thought it was just an extra thing to do. Like, it wasn't something that we'd really have to share. But, yeah. like, along the line, it started getting I thought of the podcast as, like, a little project at first. And it took us several tries to like perfect the first episode. It didn't, we didn't, we recorded like three episodes, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were pretty bad. Yeah. And then we didn't publish until the fourth episode or yeah, something like that. I see. I mean, how did you decide on what topics to talk about in the beginning? Like who was leading this? I'd say Gael. Gael definitely is um, mm-hmm. guiding the conversation. Yeah. But we really decided, all of us decided, like, what topics to talk about and all of that. But we wanted to pertain to Gael's vision of being vulnerable and talking about our feelings. Yeah. And what were your favorite topics in the beginning to talk about? What are things that gave you a chance to talk about that you wouldn't have otherwise? I think the biggest one, not as much for me, but for everyone, was romance. <laughs> that was like the episode where everyone was really opening up and starting to reveal like insecurities and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's really where we started romance and insecurities. That's where we started to be really vulnerable. I love it. And at the time or even now, like what other resources or content do you guys as teens look to for topics like this? Or or do you think there's not as many? Besides our podcast, other resources. I guess before your podcast, did you ever like, like, were there other people talking about mental health and all these like anxiety, insecurity? Like, who did you look to, to if there were any? That's kind of the thing. Like, Kyle's message when making it at first was he told me he didn't see a, like anything marketed towards teenager mental health. And that's why he wanted yeah. to make the podcast in the first place. And I also didn't really know any. So by making this, like, we really wanted to make something where people can find like a teenager podcast because i don't really know any other places like most teenagers are like influencers and they don't really talk about mental health and stuff like that Mm. i'd say we're really um the first of our kind you know for teenagers by teenagers Yeah, yeah that's amazing i think that's what's so special about you guys too is like you recognize no one else is talking about this in the way that we'd want to so let's just make it right yeah Yeah. And since then, I mean, how has the podcast grown? I know you guys have grown really fast in the past two years. So what did that look like? And what did that feel like? 
it was um it was amazing you know I, i'm gonna say that mm-hmm. um it was like an exponential growth you know during like the first few months it was really slow but then gael started like using marketing techniques such as like paying for promotion promotions on like an instagram and stuff like that and then isaac do you remember when mm-hmm. we had like a like a 30 30 we went from like 10k to 30k followers and like yeah, I remember that one. That one was really, really yeah, insane. Yeah, and that was because yeah. of like a um a promotion post from like one of our niche accounts, or yeah, from like a niche account. Yeah, so it was mostly Instagram yeah. is where you like marketed your podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. And is this something that like all your friends knew about? Do you think it spread by word of mouth? De- definitely at our school and our friend groups. I think it's yeah, definitely spread by mouth. Because everyone's always, they like tease us about it, kind of, you know? (laughs) They're like, hey, look, it's Isaac or Mark from Teenager Therapy. Let me be on the podcast and stuff like that. And then it's just really funny. (laughs) Our faculty or, yeah, our faculty and counselor were very supportive. And so they like would announce it in announcements. And they even recognized us uh, for an achievement like during our award ceremony. Wow, that's amazing. I want to know what's the dynamic of the five friends. Like, how does each person contribute to the podcast? Well, Gaia is like the the manager, or you know, the leader. You know, the manager, the CEO, if you could say. He really takes care of like the business side of things. <laughs> and then I like to think of Thomas as like the design slash creative outlet of the mm. podcast. I think how about the other side? Like, what do you think? Kayla, she you know she's the only girl. She has like a lot of perspectives on like a lot of female problems and stuff like that. Yeah. And then me and you, I think me and you are like we close up more, but when we get vulnerable, we get like really vulnerable. And I think that's like, really important yeah, yeah, yeah. because you know we display that like a lot of teens don't like to open up, but when they do, it just feels so good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And for the two of you, would you say that you are more of a shy or introverted person? Or have you always been open? I think I've been mostly introverted. And I've seen Mark as introverted. What about you, Mark? What do you think? Yeah, I think the same too. Um, <laughs> that's the reason why You're I was so shy. So, yeah, I was so hesitant in joining the podcast at first because it meant that I had to like open up yeah. in front of millions of people. That's scary. Yeah. Really like scary. put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm excited to have you you two talk about yeah. this because I, I'm also, I used to be super shy and introverted, but now I make a living like having a podcast, doing YouTube. So, I mean, being vulnerable is a huge part of it, like learning to just open up and share. So how did you guys overcome the shyness or just overcome all the barriers to like just sharing and being vulnerable? I think one of the biggest things was just... After a while, the people who would like message me, they would really value my opinions and stuff like that. And they would give me a lot of support and made me realize that my words weren't just, I was overthinking when I would speak. Like I would think that my words don't matter or like, mm-hmm. people think it's dumb, but people really like the advice or just what we talk about in general and that they can relate to it. Yeah. It's just the closure people give. I remember we recorded this episode called Only Child Syndrome. And during the time, I was really going through like a um, emotionally, emotionally rough time for me. And I just needed like an outlet. I just needed to go vent out to something. And so I had I talked about it in the podcast. 
And after that episode was released, I received DMs, you know, that related to me, related to my story, you know, being the only child of a single mother and all that. And it made me realize that I'm not alone. And like, I could help tons of people just by expressing my opinions and um, saying my story. And so that really like showed me that this podcast has like the power to like empower like tons of people. And, you know, I, I just learned to open up and grow from that. Yeah. Like for teens who don't have a podcast, how can they experience kind of the things that you guys experienced? You know, how can they learn to share and open up a little more? Because it is like once you share, you realize other people can relate to you and you're not alone. But a lot of people, right, they 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 overthink things and they they just keep things to themselves. So how can regular teens like do this? I'd say just open up to your friends, you know. Because sometimes maybe your friends will feel the same exact way. Yeah. And a lot of episodes, we've also said this, like, it's okay to be vulnerable. Just take the initiative and just talk to your friend. Like, don't hold things back. It'll just Mm -hmm. have a big toll on, like, your mental health. And sometimes, like, mental health and all this, like, comes from friendships, you know, like, toxic friendships or, like, issues going on in the friendships and all those issues can be fixed just through communication. You know, communication communication is really important. And it all starts just from opening up and expressing how you feel. Yeah. And so have you noticed that in your life with your own friends and family, are is it easier for you to communicate and be open? Yeah, I'd say so. Before the podcast, I was really um, not really emotionally intelligent. I would always just close off and if I saw a problem between me and my friends, I would just brush it off and just keep it in myself. And of course, that will lead to like conflicts in the future. But mm-hmm. after the podcast, I learned to communicate, express how I feel and listen to them. Listening is very, very important. Yeah. And after all that, you just compromise, you know? Yeah. But the f- step one is you have to at least like communicate and share, right? Yeah, definitely. So what, out of all your episodes that you guys have recorded, what was your favorite or most impactful? I would say it had to be our first episode where we had a conflict. Was that the, was that the one where it was you and Kayla, Mark? Oh. Was that the first episode? No, there was a lot more before that. <laughs> I could think of like the Halloween one, Too Hall- Good to Be the Halloween True. Halloween one was, was after, but still, like, I think... So basically, we were getting really distant as a friend group for like a straight month. Mm. We wouldn't text. We wouldn't talk to each other at school, outside of school. Wait, why? What happened? Honestly, it, it was just bad communication. Really bad communication. Really? Misunderstanding. And okay. no one was just putting effort to talk to each other. And so for Halloween, we made plans to all go together as the podcast group. But and then... It got even worse because I think it was Thomas and Kayla who went with other friends. And then I don't know mm. where Gail and Mark, did, wait, Mark, did you go trick-or-treating as well? I dressed up with them, but I didn't go trick-or-treating with them. Oh, yeah. So everyone was just divided. And and in that podcast, we all felt like isolated and we just had that talk and how We've been feeling the whole month. Wait, so did you go into that episode saying, okay, we're going to talk about this conflict or were you going to talk about something else? And then it just ended up being like, okay, let's talk about what's going on. 
there was so much tension that we just knew we had to talk about it. Like okay. sometimes before an episode yeah. and we've had like friendship problems, we just know we need to tackle that problem. Wow. We just talk about it. I mean, in a way it's you guys being proactive because if other friend groups didn't have a podcast, then maybe they would never talk about it. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is so interesting. And did you guys record like every week or something? Like you had to meet once every week or whatever? Yeah, well, I mean, we tried to, but actually, no, I feel like we did, huh, Isaac? Yeah, every one every week, right? Like, what was your schedule? Did you do an episode at a time, or did you do multiple at a time? Oh, yeah, um, during school, we would always do it on Friday. Mm, I see. So it's like you have to see each other, so you have to talk about things. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I want to know, like, your perspective on teens, because you've interviewed so many teens for your podcast. What would you say are the main challenges that teens are going through today? I mean, you guys are, to put it in perspective, you guys are the first generation fully growing up with social media. Because I, I, I think social media came when I was, like, late high school. So I didn't really, I wasn't in middle school or elementary school with Instagram. So what, yeah, yeah how is that? What are the challenges? I feel like right now is um, body image, self-image mm-hmm. issues. Yeah, because, you know, on, on online, you know, people post the best versions of themselves. And then when people see that, they look at themselves and they see that they don't look like that, you know, the norm or the, the standard. So pretty much just confidence issues you're talking about and insecurities. Yeah, definitely. So like, yeah, confidence and insecurities, like, Mm-hmm. They have risen so much because online people compare themselves all the time to, you know, these perfect influencers and stuff. And I think it's just, it's so bad to think like that. Yeah. And I think that's why we really want to, like, have teens and stuff start to be more authentic online. Yeah. 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 You need to see more real, real people, real stories, right? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by ConvertKit, the email marketing software for online creators who want to grow a fan base, promote their work, and build a meaningful relationship with their audience. I've been using ConvertKit for three years now, and it's been essential for growing the Lavender community. The email designer helps me share exclusive updates about our latest projects, like the new 2021 Artist of Life workbook, all in clean, simple emails that are quick and easy to create. ConvertKit's free plan also lets you build custom landing pages to showcase your projects in minutes and personalize your emails for an extra special touch. If you want to connect with your audience in an easy and meaningful way, go to convertkit.com slash lifestyle to sign up for a free account. That's spelled C-O-N-V-E-R-T-K-I-T.com slash lifestyle to help you get started on growing your audience today. What is something that you don't think is talked about enough, like regarding teens? I definitely think probably the biggest thing is anxiety. Like, I don't see anxiety talked about enough. And for someone, I have a sister who has anxiety. And at school, I know so many people who also have it. And it's just, like, teens, I feel like now they're forced to really get out there, especially on social media. There's so many people that can see what they post. At school, they have to present in front of so many people. And there's just not a lot of resources for teens to really get help. Like at Mm. school, you really have no resources for mental health at school. Like you might Mm. have your counselor and that's it. 
And it'd just be so nice if there could just be more awareness, especially at school. I'm surprised there's just no resources at school to get help. Yeah, like, I wanted to add to that, like, a couple days ago, I just found out that we have, like, a psychiatrist at our school. Yeah, that's so surprising. Yeah, and I (laughs) didn't didn't know. know. And I'm sure there's a lot of, (laughs) bunch of people at school that doesn't know that there's a psychiatrist in the school. So they should, I feel yeah. like schools should like put in the effort to put in the announcements or like send an email that there is help. Yeah. There is a support system at school. Definitely. I think, yeah, there yeah. should definitely be more resources and it should be communicated even earlier than high school. You know, just know that these things exist if you need them. Yeah. Yeah. We've had the internet for a while and there's a lot of resources on like mental health and anxiety. It might not always be geared towards teens, but do you think teens don't look for that information or what do you think is the disconnect? I just think when teens are like really caught up in their feels and have like, are they're, they're in a bad mental state, they just will have the biggest effort issues and they won't want to put in the effort to find things like that because they just really think it won't help. Yeah. And either way, yeah. there's such a big stigma around mental health. Like they just don't want to display that they're in a bad state. Yeah. And it has to do with social media, like trying to like appear happy and perfect all the time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what is your stance on social media? Like, do you think it's good to have it in high school or middle school? Or like, what do you think about that? Do you have friends who don't have social media? What is the, what's the situation? <laughs> Most of my friends have social media. I don't know any of my friends without social media (laughs) but I think social media is really good because you can really express yourself like I have a lot of friends who just post funny videos and stuff like that but I think social media is definitely not for you if you're going to be comparing yourself to all of these like ideal figures and stuff like that Mm -hmm. if you have confidence issues and you know you won't be able to handle it just social media is not worth it yeah yeah there's always um good things and bad things to everything and i i I have Mm -hmm. a friend that didn't really have social media because of the fact that she thought um instagram was very Mm -hmm. superficial you know there's a lot of fake Mm -hmm. appearance and all that yeah i mean it sounds like confidence is so huge and i mean i'm gonna tell you like not everyone is confident especially in high school because you're so young you're still figuring out who you are and just I don't know. I I don't think people find confidence, most people, until later in life. So for you guys, how have you developed your confidence at your age? To be honest, I think everyone in the podcast is still working on their confidence for sure. Like just the other day, one of us was like kind of insecure about parts of our body and stuff like that. But definitely we've improved our confidence, mostly from the words that others give us and it's so important if you know like one of your friends is really really mm-hmm. insecure you should just give them like words of affirmation and just really tell them like you look good and stuff like that it's just small things like that can yeah. that can just bring up your confidence so easily yes. yeah normalize yeah <laughs> yeah definitely just being like oh i really like your hair and stuff like that that just helps so yeah. much yeah, just like speaking words, the compliments makes a huge difference in people because maybe that person's never heard someone say ni- something nice to them like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys just start like a movement of teens, like saying more like positive words of affirmation to each other? Just make it normal, right? <laughs> That's true. That would be good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, 
Honestly, my, my story is I started a YouTube in high school, like singing, and it, I kept it a secret. But being on YouTube, similar to you guys sharing a podcast, it grew my confidence mm-hmm. because once you put yourself online, you get comments, like people saying like, oh, that was great. And then like, I, exactly. me, I've never heard that. Like someone told me, oh, you sing well or this <laughs> or that in real life. So it was, I don't know, it just builds your confidence to hear those words. And I think every person deserves to feel that. Yeah, I remember like this one day, we were all talking about confidence and like thanking your friends. And we were all saying like the next day when we went to school, we really wanted to just compliment all our friends, thank all our friends, say hi to everyone. Like, I don't, we were just so like, just full of confidence. I don't know what's going on, <laughs> but it was really nice. Yes, Aww. I would try my hardest just to say hi to people I know in the, in the hall room. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I, of course, you know, I appreciate it when somebody says hi to me or when somebody gives me a compliment. So I always try to do the same thing. Yeah. You, yeah. Even saying hi to someone when you're walking past them in the hallway, like that makes a difference. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because I think it is actually a huge thing. Like psychologically, it's like you're being acknowledged. Like I see, I see you, you know, I have another question. What is something that you'd want the adults around you to know and understand about you guys and your experience? I believe adults should know that teens also go through mental health. Um, Yeah, teens also have mental health and Mm. they shouldn't compare like their past to to today's present because back then it was such a different time and right now yeah yeah, there's like a lot of different factors such as the internet or school and stuff like that stress stress from um assignments and stuff like that there's a lot of different factors i think adults should know especially parents that they have the power to take the initiative and usually like teens will go to an adult if they're having problems but i feel like a parent or adult should be able to just go to their teen and not just say like, oh, what's wrong? Okay, that's it. They should really like just try to get into how they're feeling and just make sure to be there for them, you know? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard for the for the kid to open up to their parent. Yeah, yeah. that's super important. Yeah. Yeah, so adults should take the initiative and I agree with Mark, what Mark said, like the generations are so different. Like no one can really relate to what you guys have been through because we didn't yeah. go through that. I'm sure it's, it's just different. And that, that's with every generation, you know? But yeah. So what is next for you guys and what are you excited about? I mean, I'm just excited for more growth. You know, like we're barely starting or like, yeah, we're pretty new to this. It's been only two years and we still have another two years or even more. So, yeah, very excited for the growth. Yeah, we have like three more years until we're not teens anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> really? Well, yeah, I'm turning like 18 in the next like five months. Wow. That's kind of scary. So do you cut it off at what, 20 years old or 21? <laughs> I mean, we don't know <laughs> because like it's called, I, it's called yeah. teenager therapy. Yeah, what happens I after know, that? We won't be teenagers anymore. That'll be uh, so Normal weird. therapy <laughs> for adults. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so weird because... I'll turn 20 before you, you guys will still be teens when I'm yeah, 20. Bro, like I'm so 16. I, I can't be in those episodes anymore, huh? <laughs> Honestly, it's just a number. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but also, you know what? Your audience will grow with you. So I'm sure by then you'll figure out how to evolve it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, I have a couple audience questions from Instagram. So the first question is from B. How do you deal with toxic parents and how do you deal with like hurtful words from your parents? Obviously, all parents are different, but I've had like some experiences where my parents would just say something like really aggressive. And to me, I would just really communicate on how it made me feel. And like they need to realize the power of their words and how it could just really ruin my mental health. And I just really talked about it. And after it, like we got it sorted mm-hmm. out and it was just, mm-hmm. it just got a lot better. So just communicate how it made you feel. Don't just take the words, keep it in your head yeah. and then just forget about it until it happens again. It's just going to be a really bad cycle. No, I, I totally agree with Isaac. That's really good yeah. advice. Yeah, no, I, I agree too. Uh, I think if you take it in and you try to forget it, yeah. it's it, you don't really forget it. You know, it builds up and it's it's kind of like baggage inside of you and it it, it, that turns into like more stress and anxiety and more negativity in mm-hmm. your life. So you definitely communicate how you feel, even as you're feeling it. The next question is from Keith. How do you deal with friendship breakups? Have you guys dealt with that? I haven't ha- really had, actually, I have had a friendship breakup. And I think it just, it kind of depends on how it breaks up. Cause usually people have like one, you know, thing they consider toxic that happened and they just cut off a friendship. And I think sometimes you need to avoid cutting off friendships just from one like bad thing that happened. Like, I think if you guys communicate and talk about it, you can try to save the friendship. But if it gets so bad that you have to cut it off and it has to happen, then I think you should just, usually when people break up on a friendship, they still feel a bond connected to them and just don't really rely on that person as much, you know, just go make new friends somewhere else and just really get yourself out there. It's just so hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, find things that make you happy, you know, find new hobbies and maybe you can find new friends through those hobbies, like playing a new sport or learning a new language. Awesome. Okay, so lastly, I have some rapid fire questions that I ask all of our guests. This will be interesting because I mean, I want each of you to give your answer. So just answer with anything and don't feel like it has to be perfect. What does your dream life look like? My dream life look like I have a house. I bought my mom a house. I have a family. Yeah, yeah, because um. I'm an only child, and so I would like I would like my child, uh, or like my kid, to have siblings too. You know, have something. Yeah. That, yeah, have something that I didn't live with and stuff like that. For me, it'd be the same. Like I would want a dog for sure, a house, yeah, a family. I'd want to buy my siblings or my mom a house as well. I'd want to live in a. I really want to try living in a foreign country for sure, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually visited Japan. I know. I, I want to. Oh, I want to live did? there so bad. So you went. You visited. Yeah, I visited. Dude, for I like love two Japan. Weeks. It's so cool. You've been there? Yes, I've been to Japan. Like I love it. It's so nice. Yeah, everything's so. Uh, the food is good. Everything's like high tech. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? I read this book. I think last year called "The Courage to Be Disliked," and. Um, that book really showed me um, how I should handle friendship struggles, how I can develop confidence, yeah, self-confidence and stuff like that. It was a really good book. 
Yeah, I really recommend that book. I feel like, have we all read it? Me, you, Gael, who else? Was this like school reading or you guys just decided to read a book together? Thomas's teacher gave us two copies of this book, of the book, The Curse to Be Disliked. And then, yeah, he gave it to Gael and Thomas mm-hmm. and then Gael let me borrow yeah. his copy. And Isaac, I didn't know you also read the book. Yeah, oh, I'm not done with it, but I'm I'm reading it online because you guys were talking about how much you loved it, and I just Aww. yeah, I really wanted to catch up and see what you guys were talking about. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, I love this I like sequence of events. Like you had a great teacher who gave the books yeah. to the students, and then you guys shared it with each other. Like yeah. that's that's amazing. The next one. What is one habit that has changed your life? One habit for me, it's making a routine for everything because. I'm a big procrastinator, especially for school. So just setting everything up, like maybe in a calendar, like I'm going to work out in the morning and then do this and then do this. That really planned on my life and like kept me from not waking up late and just not doing anything for sure. Mm-hmm. For me, I'd say to be a good listener because I get, I feel like I really strengthen um, friendships and all that. You know, it's just the little things, you know, keeping eye contact, um, saying their name, saying hi, yeah. um, keeping in touch with them. Yeah. 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 You both sound very equipped to be very good friends, like being a good listener, <laughs> communicating and being vulnerable. Like that, that's amazing yeah. at, at your age, you. you know? Yeah. Okay. The next one is what is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? I feel like for me, I, I think it's just to, to remember people's names. Mm. because because to a person like their name is one of the favorite things for them to hear and I feel like that like I don't know if you know their name you acknowledge them yeah and they also feel that acknowledgement and they like you for that Mm -hmm. it's so simple but it actually works it's so huge yeah (laughs) for me it was to keep eye contact because I would have this bad habit of always looking down whenever I talk to like someone I just met mm-hmm. and it's just when you're talking to someone and they're not making eye contact, it just makes you feel like less important. So yeah. it just, it's such a strong skill that I learned and it's just most useful thing I recommend to anyone. I love yeah. it. Okay. So the next one is finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is. For me, it's friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute. Yeah. The most amazing thing about life is learning. Awesome. Okay. So, lastly, where can we find you online? So you can listen. You can listen to our podcast, Teenager Therapy, on Spotify and Apple Podcast, and then you can listen or you can watch our TikToks and stuff like that. Teenager Therapy. Our Instagram page is where we have most of our stuff at Teenager Therapy, and our YouTube videos. We have a video podcast coming up. And Mark, you think it's our best one yet? Yup. Yes, it is. Very excited. <laughs> on YouTube. Therapy. I love it. Thank you guys so much for coming on the show and sharing your perspective. I had fun and I hope you had fun too. But yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, we did. Thank we you. did. A lot of fun. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that talk with Isaac and Mark of Teenager Therapy. Here are my takeaways from our conversation. So the first takeaway is that teens are experiencing a lot of anxiety, issues with confidence and insecurities. And anyone who's ever been a teenager can probably relate to this. I'm sure it's a rite of passage. Everyone kind of goes through these issues, but it seems to be even more heightened by social media. Imagine growing up in middle school with Instagram and that comparison that happens and that pressure to be perfect or appear perfect to those around you. So adults and school systems really need to take initiative to address this and provide resources to teens to help them navigate this. The next takeaway is to be vulnerable, be open, share, communicate, and express how you're feeling. That's how it all starts, and that's how you work through any of your problems. Don't just keep your emotions to yourself. Share them with your parents, with your friends. Be open. Just talk about it. Once you're willing to be vulnerable and share, that's where the communication, compromise, and all of the healing happens. The last takeaway that I really, really loved was how we talked about small actions can really make a big difference in people's lives. Things like acknowledging people, saying hi, saying something nice, giving people words of affirmation because all of those compliments and positivity helps that person build self-confidence and self-worth, which is so crucial. So this doesn't only apply to teens, it applies to everyone, you know, give your compliments freely. If you have something nice to say, just say it, you know, don't hold Hold back. Don't be shy. Any small words may seem small to you, but they may mean the world to someone else. All right. Hope you enjoyed this episode and the takeaways. Make sure to check out Teenager Therapy for teens and parents of teens or just anyone who wants to understand what the kids are feeling and going through these days. Sending you all so much love. Bye. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.